The broom handle came up between the boards, jabbing the young woman in the ribs and jarring her from sleep. Get your lazy ass out of bed. You have work to do. It was old man Seward, the butler to the Willoughby family, and he treated her no better than the rest of the lot. Halloran Frost sat forward, pulling the straw from her long red hair, peered through the slit in the slats of the floor, and contemplated spitting in her stepmother's eye the minute she saw her, but knew it would only end in a horrible beating. Go away, you crotchety old bastard, so I can dress, she shouted, and heard the door close. Her room, if it could be called such, was a four-foot-wide by eight-foot-long overhang above the summer kitchen behind the Willoughby estate. Holloran stretched the stiffness from her bones as she sat forward and looked at the old straw-stuffed mattress beneath her, complete with holes from where rats had chosen to chew through it. Holes in the tin roof allowed copious amounts of rain to come through during the rainy season, and when it was upon land, Halloran slept curled up in the corner of the overhang, and the only spot that did not leak. She could have fixed it, of course, but chose not to do so. Her stepmother treated her like a servant as it was. There was no need to let the horrible beast know she knew anything about metalworking. Her father was long dead and cold in his grave. She often wondered if he knew when he married Ellen, thus naming her as a stepmother, that her life would be reduced to the same as a street beggar at his death. She knew the only reason they allowed her to live on the estate was because of the rules of her father's will, and his money belonged to her, not the Willoughby family, as it was her mother's inheritance. They did, however, have access to her trust until the age of twenty-three, unless some tragedy befell Halloran. Then the trust fell to Ellen and her gruesome daughters, Genevieve, Laura, and Janessa. Halloran refused to use the last name of her father after her mother died in childbirth after the birth of her younger brother, who also did not survive the ordeal, and took her mother's last name of Frost, a prominent name in the circles of London. Now she wished she had not, as it only allowed her stepmother and sisters access to a world that should have solely been hers. Sir Jacob Willoughby was one of the wealthiest men in all of England, and was responsible for gaslight coming to the homes of London. Halloran owned three quarters of his company and oversaw the books, as well as maintaining the lines, a task designated to her by her father in his estate, though he left a quarter of the business to Ellen, who felt the need to butt her nose in whenever possible. The Willoughby Frost Gas Company was Halloran's only refuge against the life she was forced to endure. She pulled her swift over her head, and tossed it in the corner with the other clothes needing laundered, and took a clean, black lace shirt down from the hooks over her head. Hooks that were meant to dry salt pork and sides of beef, but had become her armoire instead. Rather than wear petticoats and a skirt, as was traditional for ladies of the day, Halloran wore form-fitting leather gas pipes, men's boots, and a black leather corset every day. It infuriated her stepmother, and that made it all the while worth every second of odd stares and comments. Once dressed, she donned her corset, fastened the large silver buckles, and pulled the leather straps tight until her waist was a perfect twenty inches, then slipped on her boots. The last item she donned was a shoulder holster with her Smith & Wesson. Halloran climbed down the wooden ladder leading to the main floor of the summer kitchen, picked up her wool cloak, and then walked to the main house. She threw the door open, 
placed her hand on the kettle to see if the water was still hot, which it was not, so she picked up two biscuits and dropped them into her pocket before leaving. The walk to her father's business was ten blocks, which she gladly did each day to further the distance between herself and her stepmother. She not only oversaw all monetary interests for the family, but also the maintenance of the gaslights and the gas lines that ran throughout London. A mechanical horse skirted by her, steam pouring out of its nostrils as its metal horseshoes clinked against the cobblestones. It drew her attention immediately due to its fine copper overlay on the exterior of the beast. The majority of the steam horses were unimpressive brass that developed a green patina with time, a patina that reminded Halloran of moss or pond slime. Halley! A voice shouted from behind her, but Halloran kept walking. 